When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, that's right, everybody. It's Bull Patrol. It's the reality TV wrap ups podcast about the mole season two. This week, a doubleheader talking episodes nine and ten. I'm Josh Wiggler, and hopping into the big vat of grapes with me, it's Jessica Lee at Brooklyn Zed. Stomp, stomp, stomping away. <laughs> so, which one of us has the biggest feet? It's definitely not, not me. It's not me. I don't <laughs> know. Maybe. Me. I don't know. Uh, we should we dive? We're, uh, allegedly, we're hanging out sometime relatively soon. Should we uh, have like. Compare. Yeah. Should we have like a foot size competition? I don't know. Uh, I'm 5'1. I'm a small person with small feet. Uh, I just like how you said that's it. I'm 5'1. <laughs> I like <laughs> I do not have size 14s or anything close to it. I want it on a shirt uh, alongside all of the various and sundry quotables along the way here during this here second season of the Mole Patrol podcast as we are getting pretty close to the end of the line. And uh, just because we have to take next week off, we did do this doubleheader as uh, advertised last week. Uh, And so now I feel like even if we're not going to be back next week, I just feel like we're so much closer to the finish line, Jess. There's only four people left after this one. Yeah, but the thing is, Josh, I think we have different ideas of what constitutes like the, the finish line. Because honestly, for me, there's a different finish line, and then the rest is just sort of like falling action. Yeah. <laughs> I I sense that I'm there. Uh, or mm-hmm. or rather, rather close. Uh, so close, man. You're so close. Yeah. I can taste the foot wine. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Foot wine. My goodness, by the way. Uh, and of course, uh, I being a man of a certain age who uh, came up on the Internet when he did, uh, could not think of anything but the grape stomping lady who fell and but oh 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 stop ah uh, stop filming does everyone know that one no no, no. are you serious you guys don't know the grape stomping lady 
I think we are five years on either side of you, and neither of us know what you're talking about. Okay, here we go. Uh, Iconic internet video that we have to include this week on Mole Patrol. Uh, it uh, It is an absolute classic. One might even say a Vlasic because it should be pickled and preserved for all time. I'm pulling one might up. say that, but one should maybe choose not to. Pickles I, and wine. Yeah, pickles <laughs> and wine. Okay, so what I have pulled up uh, for Jess and Zed to watch, and I bring this up in case it was like they just listened to the podcast, they're not watching the show. There's a grape stomping challenge this week on the bowl where they had to stomp a bunch of grapes in order to create grape juice for wine. Uh, and there is this a video from uh, the early 2000s that was like one of the viral videos of its moment that involves grape stomping. And it is a reporter who goes to a vineyard of some kind. Uh, and apparently the vineyard has uh, a company uniform that is khaki shorts and a baggy yellow T-shirt. And so the reporter goes and is game to wear the yellow shirt and the khaki shorts as well. And they both get up on a platform to stomp on grapes. And the following occurs. These buckets are filled with grapes. What kind of grapes? These are filled with Chamberson grapes. And the winner this Saturday, he's stomping music, eating international foods, having wine tours and tasting, vineyard tours, seminars, arts and crafts. It's a lot of fun. A whole day. Stop. Oh, 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 so she falls off the thing. She falls off the thing. Wait, and- but to be clear, for the people who did not just watch that video, it's not like it is on the show where you're stomping in a vat on the ground. They're for some reason they're on an on elevated platform. platform. Yeah, they're on an elevated platform. Uh, she prepared for that part. She's like, she's like, you know, it's color commentary out there on the field doing some, you know, uh, deep, incisive reporting. Uh, for some kind of morning show. It's a segment and she's like, you know, trying to be playful. And so she's being shown like, this is the process. And she stops everything. She says, wait, stop, stop, stop. As if there's like a problem with the video. She uses this as an opportunity to cheat and stomp on more grapes than the person who works there. And she missteps and she falls off the platform and the noises are what you hear as a result. Iconic internet video of the early 2000s. I cannot see grape stomping without thinking about it. I'm sure this must have been the case for others. People will have to sound off in the comments and let us know. If uh... you can, (laughs) if you can, this is one where I would say at me about it, but don't at me about spoilers about the mole. You have to. T- this is like a, a challenge in and of itself. You have to talk to Josh about the grape lady without using the words yes. mole patrol. Correct. Or they won't get to him. They won't come to me. So like you have to bypass the filters. Can't mention the mole in your tweet. Can't mention the mole patrol in your tweet. Like password. Can you just get through talking about the grape stomping lady? I really feel like there are so few cultural touchstones for stomping on grapes. 
that I don't think I have any other than this one. Like, is there an I Love Lucy about it? I, I don't know. I Love Lucy. Okay. It. Absolutely. It's, it's basically those things but and no that. other things. Yeah. 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 This is like, uh, as far as grape stomping goes in pop culture, I think this is the, this is a, this is a Mount Rushmore viral video. Uh, it's on, it's on there. It's I don't on know if there's there. even four heads on that Mount Rushmore. I don't know. It's a four, a four okay. toes. There's a fourth statue, one. A fourth Apparently, statue. this was on The Amazing Race. Oh, okay, sure. okay, that makes sense. So they did that on. Uh, it's it's had its moment on reality TV. It was like a classic, like Ebam's World type of internet video. This made the rounds once upon a time. Uh, that was that, what passed for funny on the internet. Have you ever? Uh, yes, for sure. Uh, and I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I mean, it's good. It's good yeah. in the same way that, like, it's like a really satisfying guy hitting himself in the nuts with a golf club yeah. on America's Funniest Home Videos. But I don't know, Josh. I, I don't know that I would remember this for 20 years. Uh, I certainly do and never will forget it. Uh, so many things have come and gone in my life, but the grape stomping lady is forever. Uh, so there's grape stomping in this week's mole. There's uh, another uh, brutal hide-and-seek game, and there are two eliminations, or executions, rather, as we were talking about two different episodes of The Mole. We've got a lot of ground to cover. let think we spent 10 minutes talking about great stuff. <laughs> yeah, I have like a very early appointment tomorrow morning, and before we came on the podcast, I said, Jess and Zed, I'm going to try really hard to like not take us on any tangents so that we can get through the business so that this doesn't go like crazy long. Uh, and How's that working out for you? Inside of 10 minutes. Yeah, Smash got to two minutes later and you're pulling up a YouTube video for In- 20 years ago. Inside of 10 minutes, we're talking about the grape stomping lady and we still haven't <laughs> talked about uh, Darwin or Ribs uh, or anybody else uh, from the mall. So... Way to go, Wiggler. You still got it, you big idiot. Oh, man. Crushing it like some grapes. My goodness gracious. Uh, Zed, take this away before I break something else. Great. Well, I think the one player we have Great. spoken about is Al, and that is who we start with at the beginning of episode nine. He's just happy to still be here. Uh, it is it is a miracle that he has made it this far. Um, Darwin is suspicious of Al and Bill being so close, and he says there's no honor among thieves. Um, we get a number of comments over the course of these two episodes about people feeling like the game has shifted. Brib says here he liked the game the way it was <laughs> and feels like now they have to go more directly after What does that mean? Other. Is it just because Bribs is such a Bribs is such a pure soul that he doesn't like that it's like uh, there's like uh, it's a leaner crew and the stakes are higher. It's yeah. getting a little more real, Jess. Is that the problem for for poor sweet bribs he's just too innocent for this game yeah maybe he's just a little too pure for it um he strikes me as one of these people from like the early seasons of survivor that was like i can't form an alliance that would just be ignoble this dude has like big dirk bean energy yes yes (laughs) dirk bean without the creepy religious vibe uh big dirk bean vibes from my boy bribs Uh, yeah in Dirt any bean case. but barbecued ribs. <laughs> ribs. 
the game as it continues to evolve or be the same, but be viewed differently. Um, they are in Italy, in Luca, on the 28th day of their journey, gathering for breakfast, where they find a clue uh, written in like magazine cutout kidnapper ransom note letters. Four more losers. Which will you be? I'm counting down. Dwindling numbers are key. <laughs> uh, and and we see Darwin say, I think it's actually detrimental to try and figure out the clue before the game starts. Um, funny uh, c- coming from the dude who goes home in this round. Yeah, maybe that strategy is not working out. So like, well. I mean, like, I kind of get where he's coming from to some extent, where it's like uh, we're gonna overthink this to death, and we're probably like gonna box ourselves into something bad because every time they give us a clue, we're just terrible at figuring out what the actual thing is. So, like, I kind of understand it, but at the same time, like, you do have to try and engage the clues. They're given to you for a reason. You must engage it. That's what a clue is. That's what the clues for. It's to be engaged. Remember when people used to cut out letters from magazines? And remember magazines? Remember magazines? I remember. Print media's dead. Like, what would you even do now? Would you, like, embed it in a TikTok? Print is dead. It's all <laughs> online now. It's all grape stomping lady all the time. It's not journalism. It's content. It's content. Oh, God. It's content. Don't get me started. Very triggering. <laughs> same. Hard same. You're not wrong, though. Um, yeah, and then uh, everyone's just like trying to figure it out. Uh, no one can figure it out, and Bill is the last person off the uh, the table as he's just slow sipping that coffee. He says, "I did everything in the world I could do with that clue," uh, as, as evidenced by the fact that he stayed there forever. Uh, All he's got is those dwindling numbers. Those dwindling numbers—they're key. Mm-hmm. They are, and they will be, and it will take them. An hour and a half to realize that when they get to their task. Yes. Um, but first, Anderson's going to visit Bill in his hotel room uh, and explain to him that because he was the last person to leave the breakfast table, he gets to play his own game today uh, where he has to take a tiny little thumbprint sticker. <laughs> first of all, I guess not lose the sticker, which seems like a challenge in and of itself, um, and place it in another player's journal. And if he succeeds, that player will be neutralized, meaning they cannot, they will not be eligible for any exemptions that may be available. Uh, and if he fails to do so, he instead will be neutralized. No one else is going to know about the game. He's not allowed to tell anybody else about the game. If somebody else gets neutralized and they find out about it later, they won't know that he did it. Um, ways in which I know that this is the better season of the mole of the two seasons of the mole that Anderson Cooper hosted is that like by the end of today's discussion, we will be down to four players left in. I really do feel like the mole could be any one of them and that includes Bill. And this has been a thing that's been hap- that happened really over the course of, of this double header for me of like Bill's still here. Bill's mm-hmm. still here. Th- and like, he's like, he's a psychopath and like, you don't know like what's going in on in his head where Anderson like comes and tells him all of this. And Bill just like, kind of just sits there and just like, does like the very slow nodding, like, uh, like the last thing you ever see before the killer pounces. Uh, and like it is completely within reason 
as far as I'm concerned, that not only would this man be a true psychopath out there in the wild, but therefore could be the mole. I'm definitely suspicious of Bill, which is not a thing that I felt at all until this week uh, of the four people that are there. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a pretty good shot that Bill's the mole, which is crazy to me. Absolutely nuts. It makes me so happy, Josh, that you're not sitting there like with your mole pick that you picked in episode one. I'm 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 fully I'm fully snowed right now. Like I, I love have, it. That's I why no it's idea. better. Yeah, I have that no was, idea. That was the idea. Yeah. That was the idea. It could be uh-huh. there's a there's an argument for any one of the four right now, I feel like. And do you think that has to do with the challenges or with editing or can you can you assess in any way why it feels so less clear to you this time? Um, no one has like a big neon glowing sign of I am the mole. Um, unless it's that like all of them do. And I feel like it has been this thing that's been interesting where like as we've got as the numbers have like winnowed down, like it has like come to sort of like this inevitable choke point where like these four are all the ones who along the way could have been the mold. You know what I mean? Like, I feel, I feel like they, like, I feel like the next one to go, if it were to go in like the order of like the likeliest to be the mole for me would be like, Bill should go at the four. Uh, and it should leave like Heather and Dorothy and Al behind. I'm sticking with Al. Like I've made my pick on Al uh, as of a couple of weeks ago. I'm just not, gonna, I'm not going to shift again. Um, but I don't know, Zed. Like, I don't know. Last time I just felt like I felt fairly locked into who it was. And you this were. time, and, and this time, like, no one has just like screamed mole. Like, everybody, I think that a, a good amount of it is the editing. I think that they, they float out a lot of different possibilities along the way here. But a lot of it is also just behavioral. Um, like, you know, like, I think like Dorothy has had these moments where she's like had sort of like these clandestine, like, eureka moments. That have been surprising to people. Um, Heather like exudes uh, major redacted vibes. I'm saying redacted for those who just still haven't seen the first season. Uh, to me, uh, I can like I can I could totally see like the like the other side of this if there's a reveal to come. Um, Al is just like the star of the season, uh, and also the fact that like everybody seems to like be really off the scent on Al that he's just not even a contender for people makes it feel like. Uh, a big reversal could be coming, but he was doing things where uh, in the second episode this week where he's like telling uh, like I'm, I'm up on the turret with uh, everybody could be the mole up here. So no one's staying in one place and I'm going to have them all run around. It's like, that's pretty good mole behavior. If you're the mole. Um, and then like Bill's just like going to paw like the giant grizzly bear, the tether ball later. Like, you know, like this dude's a psychopath. Like there's a, there's, there's a lot of possibility with all four of the ones who are remaining after this week. And like the trail had gone cold on Bribs. Like it was clearly not Bribs for a while there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, and I think like Darwin was like in the mix for it, but I think like Darwin was so locked in, uh, that to me, like he read as like a really, really strong player, uh, and not, um, not necessarily the candidate. But the thing about Bill, I know that like we're kind of like, again, like sidebar, sidebarring here, but like the thing about Bill is like, I don't see him as somebody who is like 
supremely socially aware and socially savvy enough that he would be doing well in these quizzes without being the mole. <laughs> you know, like the further he goes along, it's like you're squeezing the toothpaste from the bottom of the tube. Like it's like, oh well, thanks for the boost. You know, like <laughs> he's not he's not doing this on his own. I I'm sticking with Al, but I'm really starting to think Bill might be the guy. So your main suspicion of Bill is that it doesn't make sense that yeah, he, he shouldn't a player be here anymore. Be he here. shouldn't be here anymore. Okay. He shouldn't be here anymore. He should be it's gone. Noted. He should be gone. Okay. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Uh, well, Bill, possibly the mole, and uh, some of his friends are going to go do the car game. Because Anderson pulls up in a green Citroen, apparently, <laughs> is, is what this car is called. I don't know a whole lot about cars. If you told me, here's a car, take it apart, I would not know where to begin. Um, isn't, so they, isn't Citroen literally like the French word for lemon? Something like that, yeah. I think so. Tasty. Um, I speak Spanish. And I speak enough Spanish to know that when they say in the subtitles they're speaking Italian, they're not speaking Italian, they're <laughs> speaking Spanish. Um, Amazing. Anderson asks for two players who like to drink wine, which ends up being Al and Heather, and then the remaining four players, Bill, Darwin, Bribbs, and Dorothy, uh, are left to do the task of get the car into the greenhouse in the next two and a half hours, but the door on the greenhouse is locked. Good luck. Uh, they cannot damage the doors or the building of the greenhouse, and the car has to be inside the greenhouse and able to start when Anderson returns. They're not allowed to check and see if it starts. Only he can do it, except when they actually get there, some other person who we don't talk about starts the car. It's not Anderson. So it's definitely not Anderson. Not even if you're not even if you're watching this on a 2002 TV. He's wearing a different colored shirt. He even looks nothing we were, like him. Even if we were watching like the the shitty YouTube links before season two of The Mole came on to right. Netflix, we, we would, would know. know. We would yeah. know. Um, so my question is, um, with this challenge, 
there's the locked door. They end up figuring out the combo because it's on uh, it's on the car. Like the numbers were there, and they just have to reverse them. If they had like opened those doors, would they have just been able to push the car in? Did they have yeah. like fundamentally? That's what they did. They just took the car apart and put it back together for. You did know, they have to take the car handles. apart? No, no. So these people just were able to take a car apart and put it it's back astounding. together yeah. in two and a half hours? Yeah. I mean, we are all New Yorkers who do not own cars, but maybe this is a thing people that own cars can do. Josh, now, you own a car. Listen, I do, but you all out there should not be surprised to know that this is Martian to me. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you own a car, Josh? I have a car, yeah. When are we going to Costco? Ooh, uh, well, it's a funny thing about my car. I don't own it anymore. <laughs> uh, wow, a level of friendship has just been delineated. I, I, I see where I stand. I don't know what happened. <laughs> you don't know what if I had a traumatic experience at Costco. Mm. I didn't. I didn't. I just don't really want to drive anywhere right no, now. No, I, I. It's it's just the thing you always say to people when you find out they live in New York City and they have a car. They disassembled the car and reassembled the car in two and a half hours. Is nuts. Also, they were gonna split it in half. Is this a thing that you can do with most cars? They didn't even have the blowtorch. I've seen tough as nails. I know what you need to split a car. I don't I don't know this anything would, about this, but when they've taken most of the car apart and basically have the engine and the frame and they're like, oh, we're not going to be able to split this car in two. I'm like, what are, are you talking about? Uh, this would be one of those moments where they're like, uh, uh, Josh didn't do anything on this challenge today, uh, but I don't think he's the mole. I just think he's soft. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly what Bill would yeah, say. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is like an escape room, really. It's like they they put the clue in front with of you one step with one step. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's like one of those escape rooms where you go in and they have the clue for you, but then you just like smash up the rest of the room because you don't see the clue. Right. Yeah. Um. So while that's happening, uh, Anderson Cooper is getting drunk with the contestants. Yes. Yes, he is. An, an iconic scene. Yes. That's why he wasn't allowed history. to start the car. Yeah. <laughs> no drunk driving. No, no drunk that's driving. a good point because he's getting schlicked. He is, mm -hmm. he is going all the way. Those sheets, and, they're in the wind. <laughs> and mm -hmm. in contrast to some of the other episodes where they try and act like the uh, challenges are happening at the same time, in this episode, he is at least wearing the same shirt in both uh, challenge locations. So it would seem that they happened on the same day, perhaps even simultaneously. But they have to like stomp on some grapes and create a certain amount of juice in a certain amount of time in order to make money. Uh, and it seems like they do it pretty easily, right? They're like, literally, Al's just like hopping around. He's doing the running man. He's dancing. They have 90 <laughs> minutes and they do it in like half an hour. Yeah. And so they, they burn like a full hour just getting crunk. Mm hmm. Yeah. I want to, I want to point something out. Like we spoke at the top of the episode about Amazing Race had this challenge. Amazing Race directly ripped this challenge off from the mole right down to how many bottles you had to fill with your feet yeah i, I see you amazing race yeah i just want that noted 
Yeah, they listen. They didn't. They didn't account for the mole going to Netflix. You know, you never no. can. You never can. They they thought it was gone, destroyed in a warehouse fire. It yeah. was not. Yeah. Yeah. So they've they've earned ten thousand uh, dollars. Owls had somewhere in the neighborhood of ten glasses of wine. They say in an hour and a half. Seven glasses of wine over an hour, and Heather has Good four. God. You know, four's a lot. Like, four's a lot. That's more than a bottle, isn't it? it? It's about a bottle, depending I, on the pour. I think. Yeah. yeah. I do not. I am not a wine drinker. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's like it's it's close enough to a bottle. It's like either a little bit above or a little bit below a full bottle. Four mm-hmm. glasses. Like you're in there. You're drinking. Well, yeah. One piece of information I did learn about this season after the fact through a additional research that we'll probably have to talk about after the series ends is that there was one night when the cast and crew went through 35 bottles of wine. Whoa. I don't know how big the crew is, but that still seems like a lot. I just love, so there's this moment where Anderson's like, all right, well, here's the deal. So I want you guys to pour (laughs) some wine in this tower of glasses. And I want you to take the tower of glasses one hand. I want you to bring it over there. And if you do that, a single trip, I'll give you ten thousand dollars. I'm like Anderson, are you all right? It's like I'm fine. Uh, I was a waiter in New York. I'm great. Yeah, and he like he like he's like Al drips as soon as he pours it. And I'm just like you lose. And Al's like, what? I bet we didn't even start. It's like yeah, dripped. Uh, and Al's like, and Al's like, but who's gonna like drip? Who's gonna, who's not gonna? He's like, I've never done pour. it sober without getting a drip off the lip. Yeah, and Anderson's like, shut up, Al. Move, uh, move, step aside. Let me show you how it's done. And then Anderson like pours the bottle onto the table. And they're like, Anderson, are you okay? He's like, I'm fine. Yeah, he like cartoon shoves Al out of the way. Yeah. Like, let me show you how a professional yeah. does it. You know, he's like, Anderson, are you even able to like offer us money for this right now? Yeah. It's like, I'm the host. I don't care. I'm leaving after the season anyway. <laughs> I was going to ask, what are the odds that Anderson just made that up on the spot? I'm leaving anyway. Yeah. Like one of the producers, like Anderson, just like, shut up, Phil. <laughs> shut up, just no. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm putting. I'm telling them ten thousand dollars. You can take it out of my check. Yeah, he's Gloria Vanderbilt's son. He doesn't need the money. I love. I love. I love the three of them in this. I love. I love this crew of Anderson, Al, and Heather getting blitzed on the mole. It's one of my favorite moments. Yeah, it really, is, really and it fun. is not the moment we keep alluding to. But it is it's one of yeah. my favorites. Yeah. This is top five for sure. Yes. Yeah. He's like, I've been getting drunk with you guys. <laughs> he calls Al unruly. <laughs> it's amazing. It's incredible. And Al I mean, is just so thrilled that Anderson can't do it either. He loves it. If you could teleport yourself across space and time to any reality show challenge, I feel like this has to be up there. It's on the list. This is really fun. And also, it's probably, it's so scenic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tuscany is amazing. Like, you know, it's, it's a great moment. It's a really great moment. Uh, it's, it was super, super fun. Also, I love, uh, the return of Mary had a little lamb in the background. (laughs) Like, uh, like, all right. So now you got to convince your friends to drink your toe jam. Uh, and if you do, it will give you more money. And they're like, Anderson, I really don't think you could offer. Shut up! I'm offering it. <laughs> <laughs> they lost it before. It's just the same money they already would have had. Yeah, there's I a feel producer like- that literally like Anderson. Can I talk to you for a second? It's like we can't have them drink foot wine. No, like, shut up. We're hazard. doing it. 
We're doing it. I, I wonder if he was still drunk at the point where he gave them a hundred thousand dollars later. <laughs> yeah, he gives them so much money. They're like, Anderson, no, it's like fire me then. It's like, oh, we don't want to. It's like, you're gonna have to do it. Yeah. It is an excessive amount of money it's, at that this point. This is why he was not asked back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I'm not gonna leave. You're gonna have to push me out. <laughs> Yeah. So Heather and and Anderson and Al are all getting drunk in the vineyard while Bill and Bribs and Darwin are taking apart a car and Dorothy is eventually working on this combination lock that Darwin has discovered because um, Anderson said that one of the doors is locked and I guess they just assumed it was a lock that would require a key and nobody bothered to look at the doors any further. Um, until halfway through, Darwin's like, oh, there's a combination lock. Oh, remember that dwindling numbers thing? Maybe we should figure this out. Uh, and Brip is like, so uh, we should put this car back together, right? Yeah. Uh, um, Dorothy said earlier, <laughs> this made me laugh, although I'm not mechanically inclined, I thought it would be fun to take something apart and put it back together again. <laughs> Just not the point of the challenge. As you were asking earlier, taking apart the car is not required. It's not on the syllabus. That's uh, no. hilarious. It's just so funny. Uh, so it's later that night where like Al and Heather have to like conspire like, alright, so how are we going to do this? How are we going to convince everybody to drink the fruits of our feet? As they're walking back to dinner, still holding additional glasses of wine. They've left the challenge, but the wine is coming with them. Yeah. I mean, uh, wouldn't you? It's no it's really no surprise that like this whole thing goes down and then they're gonna have the stay up all night challenge. <laughs> and then like the next when that's done, then you don't see them again until like clearly the next night. The <laughs> Uh, I feel like that's as much for Anderson as it is for anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Al, Al later is great. He's like, you're going to give me 10 glasses of wine and then send me to bed and then make me get up again in like two hours? No yeah. way, man. No yeah. way. Yeah, it's great. Uh, they're not allowed to tell anyone that there's money on the line, that they're like, and so like they, I don't know if they do this one well. Uh, where they're at the dinner table and like, yeah, well, so we lost the stuff. We had to do a bet. And we would really appreciate it if you drank. We, yeah. I, I thought it was for for as drunk as he was. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, but then everyone's like, "Oh no, there's an exemption. We can't trust this." Uh, it's an understandable suspicion. I feel like. Yeah, it's like they're playing a quick game of uh, of charades here. Jess is like kind of what's going on. Mm-hmm. It, and it's like you know sloppy drunk charades. Yeah, except only the people, only two of the people are drunk. Three, if you count Anderson. Yeah, we're saying we with six e's, not we with two e's, yeah. not we with four e's either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so like, there's a lot of like, I don't know about that. Dorothy's like, I don't want to drink it. Uh, and Darwin's going to convince her to do it because everyone has to take a sip, right? Like everyone has to participate. And then they have to finish the bottle. Someone has to finish the bottle. Yeah. Uh, Man, rough exit for Darwin. Uh, It just drinks like he drinks like most of that foot juice to the face and then he gets kicked out. That sucks. Tough uh, final 24 hours. Yeah, it is tough when you take one for the team in a big way and then you go out. Yeah. 
it is unfortunate. It's gross. Yeah. It's gross. Uh, but they do it so they get ten thousand dollars back. Mm-hmm. Hip hip haru. Yep. Yes, and with that, and I think it was the twenty thousand dollars that they earned from the car game. That's a thirty thousand dollar day. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, because Dorothy figures out the combination to the to the lock, not from the odometer where the answer is sitting right in front of them, but because there's currently six people left, and there will eventually be three people left. So maybe it's those numbers. Uh, and then maybe it's those numbers backwards, and somehow that is the correct answer. And then later, Bill spots the odometer after they've already solved the game. Right, right. Um, but so they've got their thirty thousand dollars today. Darwin says the the juice doesn't taste like feet, so good enough. Um, and now we have the post dinner reveal of the thumbprint sticker. In Dorothy's journal. Right, which we know is from Bill, but Bill is told that he can't tell anyone. Uh, but we'll, li- we'll later learn that Dorothy suspects it's Bill because there's a thin, single strand of silver hair. <laughs> which is horrifying. <laughs> well, he probably had it like on his arm or something while he was waiting to dispense the sticker. Come on. You know I mean, he meant it. You know he meant to leave. It. Oh, you think he left it as like oh, it's a, calling a calling card? It's a calling card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The silver strand. Gross. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so you're saying he's like sitting there, like pluck and yes, like sealing wax. like a psycho. Yes, like a psycho. <laughs> My God! He's like I Anderson, can. can I leave a note too while I'm sticking the sticker in here? Uh huh. Like, dear yeah. Dorothy, I left a sticker in your journal. It was me, love Bill. Yeah. <laughs> XO XO. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Dorothy's been neutralized. Yeah. Uh, Al is shocked because the journals are sacred, mm-hmm. um, and Dorothy vows to never leave her journal unattended again. Uh, and then soon after this, the players have gone to bed, but Anderson comes to visit their rooms. Uh, and Darwin here has a great show. This killed me. <laughs> um, remarkably not homophobic for the year tw- uh, 2001. He says, it's, it's odd because usually when Anderson comes, comes to my room, he's not wearing a suit. He's just pajamas. Usually just the bottom. Usually just the bottom. <laughs> I just, I love the mental picture of like, Darwin, are you up? Like what's mm. what's wrong, Anderson? I can't sleep. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hang out? Like, <laughs> it's it's remarkably wholesome, isn't it? It's yeah. so wholesome. It's great. So wholesome. Uh, I love it. I really do. That killed. I mean, me. Darwin also was very comfortable. You know, sharing the bed with Al as yes. they were uh, as they were commiserating over who uh, they thought the mole might be. So. Uh, He's yeah. just a man who's comfortable. It's yeah, great. Himself, I, I appreciate which that. Which I love that. Yeah, it's it was, it was super fun. Uh, so now they have to play a game where <laughs> you have to keep a tether ball in perpetual motion until 6 a.m. And you have to do it all in the same order. You have to determine an order. If you hit out of order or if you're hit by the ball, then it's over. Um I like my gut instinct was like this is hard, and then when I found out that it was it started at like one a.m. Yeah, a like, little after midnight. 
scrap it. There's no way. There was just yeah. no chance. Not a shot in, in hell that they're making it five hours doing this thing. Yeah, even in the middle of the day, that would be a challenge. Never Hard. mind on like two hours of sleep in the middle of the night when some of you were drinking heavily just hours earlier. A solid third of the team. <laughs> I kind of feel like the the correct answer here is to just do the bill move, but do it at the beginning. Yeah, like just, just step like, into the bill. We're all noping <laughs> out of this. We need to go yeah. get some sleep. Yes. Oh, what? It wasn't my turn. Sorry. 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 Going back to bed now. Because did they lose anything? Or is only it just the potential money that they would have earned? Yeah. yeah. You know what? But there was no penalty for just calling it quits. Yeah. yeah. Keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it. It's not worth because it. Because think about trying to like strategize and keep track of all these things and taking all your notes. And it's like a very mentally taxing game and trying to do that when you haven't slept all night. Keep it. It's a bad yeah. idea. Uh, end it immediately. I totally agree. <laughs> end it instantly. It, like it, for so many, go back to bed. One, yeah. you know, go back to sleep uh, for sure. But then I think, Zed, to your point of like, now things that you're going to have to track and you're complicating the quiz and like all of this different stuff. This is so hard and you're making things so much harder on yourself. And then who knows what what's coming tomorrow? Go get go get some sleep. Go back to bed. Yeah. Uh, how much was this worth? Did we thirty thousand? Thirty thousand dollars. It's a it's a it's a handsome chunk of change, but they're never getting it ever. Yeah. It's. It's it's one of the impossible games. It's a mirage. It's a fantasy. Yeah. It's, it's not like real. We have to promise you that you might earn a million dollars. So here's one of these things we put in to pad it out that mm-hmm. we're never going to actually give right. you this chunk of it. I love I love when uh so like who's the most tired? I was like, I was most tired I've ever been. Uh and he goes to sleep. <laughs> like, who's second most tired? I was like, I'm really tired too. I want to go to bed. And let them go to bed. Who's third most tired? Bill's like, it's definitely me. Look at me. Look at me. Well, interestingly, uh, I think other people say that first. Yeah. Because people have observed, you know, Darwin's getting up and running around and like trying to almost get hit by the ball and keep running. Bill's flat on his back on the floor, like probably on the brink of falling asleep if if people don't like make him pay attention. Yeah. Uh, so he gets offered the exemption and then he just like bear paws the ball. It's like, let's, mm-hmm. let's go home. Um, Heather very wisely noted before the game started, she's like, I think there's going to be an exemption in play since Dorothy was neutralized because that would be irrelevant if there right. weren't an exemption up for grabs. That would right. be the greatest though. Like, what if you had this whole thing around? You can't have an exemption this round. Like, surprise, nobody can have an exemption this round. That yeah. would be great. <laughs> and yeah. as it turned out, that's what happened. Yeah. Such a troll move. Yeah, because because Bill gets it, but then uh is it Dorothy, Darwin, and Bribs afterwards? Like, uh, we gotta tell Anderson to review the tape. Such a punk move, but I get it. But it's such a punk move. Well, it's a punk move for two reasons. One, it screws over Bill and his exemption. And two, think about the poor PA that has to watch the frickin' tape. <laughs> yeah. That's just mean. Well, but I think because Bribbs says, he's like, no, when this came up and it was a possibility that he was going to take it, I just like aborted the mission instantly before he could make that decision. Because then hopefully that way nobody gets it. Um, and in that case, all you have to do is tell them watch the last, you know, five or ten minutes or whatever. I don't know who decided they were going to watch it from the beginning, or maybe they saw it as it was happening and just didn't do anything about it. 
Um, but I think Ribs makes a takes a pretty good calculated risk here of well, better that nobody has an exemption than that one person for sure. has it if that person yeah. is for not sure. hundred percent. Punk move, but like the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's out of line, but he's right. Yes, correct. <laughs> Uh, and then, like, Darwin had already, like, screwed things up earlier, but everyone, and everyone's like, whoa, Darwin's super sus. He's like, I swear to God, I didn't mean to do it. I believe it based on what happens next. Yeah. It is a weird move, but obviously not an intentionally mole sabotage. Move. I also love when Anderson, like, he, like, uh, I, like, I feel like now Anderson is like, uh, he's like being like an angry drunk. He's like, <laughs> so, Bribs, what happened to your morals? What happened to your ethics? <laughs> uh, do you feel like you're still playing with your moral code? And Ribs like Anderson, what the hell? And then Anderson like kind of oh, like cool, blinks man. and like shakes his head. It's like I'm so sorry. I don't know what just came over me. I don't know who uh, that was. That I don't know me. who that was, but it's, I'm back. It's me now, Anderson. Um, Dark Anderson has gone away. Yeah, yeah. Until he's standing in that green spotlight. In the oh my god, that was so messed up. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, like, yada, yada, yada. They do the quiz. Uh, Dorothy suspects Bill put the thumbprint on because of the little white hair. Mm-hmm. Al thinks Dorothy did it to herself, which yeah. I don't quite follow. Yeah. Uh, but then they go into the catacombs of Luca. And <laughs> doesn't, it, it's like, we thought this would be an appropriate place to do it. It's like, yes. what made you think that? <laughs> I mean, it's better than the place where they used to have like the prisoners' heads on spikes and they put Rudy's head on a spike. My yeah, God. Okay. Yeah. Justice for Rudy, man. Yeah. And down here is where the rest of Rudy is. Will lie forever. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, of course, that's the perfect space because it's large and cavernous and they have a lot of electrical outlets. Because we have to plug in all of those cords on those monitors and wheel in the and AV this card. laptop and the yeah, and the screen. This laptop that weighs forty three pounds. <laughs> We're bringing that to the catacombs. Then Anderson's going to type with two fingers. And the little like twenty three pin cables. <laughs> we don't talk nearly enough about Anderson Cooper hunting and pecking. Uh, <laughs> just delightful. You'd think they would teach this at Yale. Hey. Are nah, it's so it's, it's so endearing. It's so endearing. Even when even when he's we know best. he's last, like he's the last name to come up, and it could just skip it. And yeah, be like, yeah, okay, like, it's you. Do you have to do it. He's like, no, it, it is. There is w a process to this. I uh, yeah and yeah enter. Oh, D, yep, yep. Uh, oh no, that's yeah. Q. Oh. Sorry. Oh, sorry, I gotta D- backspace, backspace. Backspace. No, I went too far. Are, are we sure he's not still drunk? Yeah. yeah. This something... is like a full 24 hours later. Something... Yeah, he could have he kept the party going. Yeah, something yeah. something changed that That's day more, in more wine at tonight's dinner. Yeah. Uh, so Darwin is eliminated. Uh, there's no drama in it anymore because he's the only name that hasn't been read and uh, he's going to by default be read. Uh, but it's a bummer. I, I really liked Darwin a lot. I was, I was sad to see him go here. Um, I really thought it would be Bribs at this point, but no, we are uh, still an episode shy from Bribs. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought I thought Darwin had like the potential to to win this whole thing. He seemed like he really had his fingers on the pulse of a lot of this for yeah. much of the game. He was very bright. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I have one more thing I want to add about this episode, and I was actually I was texting Zed while this was happening, um, but um, I happened to be watching this episode with my four year old which 
he doesn't really he doesn't really put up with a lot of that but i he happened to wake up while i was watching it and he he comes in and he starts watching it for all of you that said the mold didn't catch on because it was too complicated and people didn't understand how the game worked my four-year-old sat down and watched five minutes of this show and understood immediately what was going on i believe it he said which one of them is the imposter (laughs) <laughs> and I said, well, I don't know, George, which one do you think is the imposter? And he points at Darwin and he said, I think it's I think it's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and so at least he didn't like put his finger on the person who was actually the mole. And then I could hold that over your head, Josh. Yeah. But uh, he's like, I caught Darwin's generation. They yeah. Get it. The Among Us generation totally gets this. I yeah. caught him venting in the catacombs. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Faking tasks. Yeah. Yep. Taking tasks. Uh, all right. Sorry, Darwin. Uh, uh, yeah. There was like a great through line of like, uh, you know, if uh, if Darwin made it to the end of a very Darwinian victory, like, you know, <laughs> but we we are where we are. Um, okay. Episode 10. Yes. We continue on without Darwin, who is perhaps still waiting for Anderson to show up in his pajamas. Um, (laughs) Dorothy is, we get this confessional now from Dorothy that she's bummed there's only two girls left, although that was true last episode as well. Um, Bill is tired of not being in control. Heather says it's a game of observation and only observation and an exemption will get her through. Um, and Bribs is trying to stick to his boundaries and his morals, but maybe it's time to play a little differently. Um, and I don't know, more directly target someone. I, I still, I can't really tell. Uh, Al's going to say a little later with only five players left in the game, everyone's playing the game harder. Um, and later we'll say an exemption at this point in the game. It's a free pass to the next round, which is what an exemption always is. It's always been. Um, yeah. <laughs> did did the definition change? No. No. Did not. Look at but all these ha- uh, silly people getting henna tattoos. Yeah. In, in Rome, you know, a place known for, for its, the henna, its tattoos. henna tattoos. Yeah. Love that. Love that tribal armband, Bill. Like so a cool. psycho. Look. You know who gets those tattoos? Psychos. Listen they, to Listen, me. they were very cool 20 years ago. No, they weren't. They were not cool then. <laughs> listen, I, I listen was alive 20 years ago. They were not cool. Listen yes, to Joshua. me. When I tell you I screamed watching this henna barbed wire wrapped around Bill's beefy arm. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh shit, he's going to kill someone. Um, that guy might be the mole like that guy is gonna like you know like where you have like the mom tattoo if you're a real badass Mm -hmm. but his will be his will say mole Uh, my god I'm rooting Uh, for it so hard I kind of love that I'm rooting rooting for Bill as the mole more than I rooted for the self-loathing mole last time (laughs) Um, this was just like I would laugh I'm gonna if, if it's Bill I'm gonna laugh so hard for so long uh, sustained laughter. You're gonna have to peel me off of my chair. It's not gonna be good. Your chair. My, my chair. chair. You're, you're gonna have to peel me off my chair. <laughs> on a win. On a. I'm gonna be stuck here still on Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> um. Do you think when Dorothy said after she gets her head a tattoo, she's like, you know, not the barbed wire I was gonna get. 
Do you think Bill got it and said, no, only I can have this? Or do you think she's making yes. fun of Bill? No, I think Bill said, this one's mine, Dorothy. And like, uh, as like the Hannah tattoo is being applied for like the, the seven hours it took to install, <laughs> uh, he just like locked eyes on Dorothy the entire time unblinking. It's terror. Nightmare creature known as Bill. <laughs> she uh, said in the previous episode, in reference to the exemption, "If I can't have it, no one else can have it." That's, unbelievable. That's Bill's attitude with with the head of tattoo. Uh, so they go to this other town. What's the name of this town? Um, I wrote it. Lakula, Lakula, Lakula. Oh, I didn't write that down. Uh, yeah. They they go to this small town. They need two players who want to shop. And it quickly falls on Heather and Dorothy. And Anderson, Anderson. is just on fire. Yeah, like, so I really love how we're redefining gender roles here on the mall. Uh, 20 years ago, a man ahead of his time. Exceptional. Exceptional. It's so not funny. so much that the women want to shop as that the men don't want to be seen wanting to shop. I think. So ridiculous. Toxic masculinity hurts us all. Yeah. It's so yep. bad. It's so bad. Uh, so they have an hour to buy ten things on a on a. I don't know. I I I didn't write down how much money they had to work. It's a hundred a hundred U.S. dollars, which Got is two hundred thousand lira. Yeah. Uh, they did pretty well with a hundred U.S. Uh, dollars. I feel yeah. like they got a bunch of axes and stuff. Yeah. The men did terribly here. I didn't think about this the last Horribly. time I watched this episode. They sold two brand new pairs of shoes and couldn't make a hundred U.S. dollars. It was a, a tro. But there, there's. Some, they didn't even make fifty bucks. They Total. did. They did remarkably poorly here. Uh, they did really, really horribly. Uh, Al trying to like sell the kissing booth. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bill's like, let me try. No. Uh, <laughs> Al also has this crazy line where it's like, what are you doing buying eggplants? No one in Italy uses an eggplant. Like, what are you talking about? Eggplant parmesan is what I get myself on my birthday every year. It's like it's an eggplant, eggplant is uh, it's a nightshade. This is a staple. What are you talking yeah. about? Uh... Everything's made with tomatoes. Okay. And it's not just tomatoes. Yeah, there's eggplant. There's other vegetables. Well, eggplant rollatini. Yeah, ever heard of it? Podcast <laughs> always makes me hungry at, at like late yeah. night on a Monday. Well, and we also we haven't had one of those episodes where Josh can comment on whatever I'm they're eating the at dinner. Yeah, yeah we let haven't me, had that in a long time. And let me just say, I'm not done. Mm, please go on. Well, we'll get there. Uh, cool. So they like uh, they also have the dude who leaves the money, and like at this point they don't like. Oh, we gotta give that back. That's a test. Yeah. This guy put a Romeo and Juliet down on the table and then he walked away and suspiciously left several large bills sitting in that front That wasn't of even several large bills, though. It was like 10 bucks. Uh, yeah, 20,000 lira. Yeah, which is like $10. Yeah. But also, who carries around a copy of Romeo and Juliet? Mm -hmm. And then Anderson's like, you could have kept that money for profit. No, they were so that was so late in the game and they were so far away. That $10 was not pushing them. No, it's not helping them. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Meanwhile, final two deal between Heather and Dorothy is starting mm-hmm. to take shape. This is what we've all been saying. This is why we're always so afraid of it. The men. It's the Women's Alliance. Yes. How many years before Micronesia? It's real. (laughs) It's that darn women's alliance again. Can't trust Uh it. Yeah. The OG Uh women's alliance, really. Heather and Dorothy. Before before Parvati and Amanda, there was Dorothy and Heather. Heather and Dorothy walked so Parvati and Amanda could run. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Um, Yeah. Al has said all they need to say is I need to sell these items. Please buy <laughs> in Italian. And that's going to get them through. Meanwhile, Dorothy and Heather are having these like serious strategic conversations. And they're like, oh, we would have been so much better at selling this stuff. And the <laughs> men are down there being like, oh, the women would have been so much better at selling this stuff. Cheeky Anderson rolls up to them at the end as the bells are tolling in the background. Ask not for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for you. <laughs> Uh, That's not a line from Romeo and Juliet. Uh, He says, I don't think there's a future in sales for any of you guys. (laughs) And Al's like, I sold the wire brush. Yeah. Uh huh. Bill takes the opportunity. Bill takes this as an opportunity to drag his own mother. He says, Some of the junk that the ladies bought, I couldn't sell to my mother. And my mother loves a bargain. (laughs) (laughs) Wild thing to say. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Unbelievable specimen of humanity. Show him to the aliens. Show this one to the aliens. They need to know. They had. They should have Bill as a data point if they're going to properly evaluate us. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Hide and seek in Santo Stefano. Yeah, so it's later, t- later that day. Um, they didn't win the $20,000, the $30,000 they would have gotten if they had managed to make a profit at the market, but they did get $10,000 for giving the money back to the, for giving the $10 back to the man, which is a pretty good return on their non-investment, I think. Um, now they're in Santo Stefano on a, a little hilltop, um, with narrow, narrow streets, Anderson wants you to know, uh, on a 17th century tower. And we're going to play a sort of complicated hide-and-seek game where yeah. we have an evader, a tracker, and three lookouts. Uh, this is kind of fun. Like This is like one of those things where like this is what you hope you get assigned to you when you're on a show like this. Is like, let me run all over like a tiny like fortress city in Europe uh, playing hide-and-seek effectively. Uh, and uh, I'm an adult and I have like a reasonable excuse to do this. Amazing. Yeah. Um, this is like an elevated version of the sniper game from season one almost. Where like, think, it's yeah. not like a film set. It's like fully 
a town that they it's get cool it's like, really it's really neat well you know that um sometimes you can buy a whole ass town in italy like they have all these old like medieval towns you can buy the entire thing if i win the lottery maybe i just buy the town and i can just play the sniper game whenever i want that's a good idea that's a strong use of those funds for uh, sure yeah. I could end world hunger, but I could also have a sniper town. Putting the word fun in funds, uh, you go, it's a literal fun castle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that idea. I think that's great. A veritable fun house, if you will. One one might. Uh, uh, this looks like a ton of fun. Um, Heather is the evader. She has to. Uh, she has to get the the green thumbprints, five of them, and she gets an exemption. Uh, and then Al is elected tracker because he's the person they suspect the least as the mole. Again, this is just like a data point for me uh, of Al on his journey towards being revealed as the mole potentially. Um, also, that Heather is be- the one who everybody uh, wants to win the most, if not themselves. Mm-hmm. Good for Heather. That's great. Uh, strong social game there. Um, for, for what it's worth, yeah. For whatever it's worth. Uh, she does pretty poorly on this first round. It's over in five minutes. Yeah, so she can hear. There's three lookouts up on the tower. Um, and they have to spot her before the tracker can start moving. Uh, and she's able to hear their communication via walkie-talkie, but they don't know that she's listening in on them, I think. Um, she's able to get, I think, three thumbprints the first time, and Al doesn't even start moving right away. Bill is calling down that they've seen her, but he, but Al doesn't hear, or Bill doesn't come through, or whatever it is. Um, but he takes off. And with his size 14 feet and his height, he is able to catch her very quickly. Yeah. Uh, she's upset. And she's really, really disappointed. Um, but the group has gotten $50,000 from the pot for the pot in five minutes. Uh, yeah, that uh, is a pretty, uh, it's a pretty lucrative five minutes. Yeah. It's even better than getting $10,000 for $10. <laughs> Slightly, yeah, marginally, uh, but yeah, she's she's upset and Al feels bad, and then I feel like it's like, well, we really aren't going to let Heather get an exemption here. Why don't we do it again? She she's going to win the second time. Let's let's do this again. Like we'll we'll put it out. We'll put it out. So they like present to the group. Like you can double your money, but Heather has to run again. Uh, and like they, they're like, okay, yeah, everyone's fine with that. And I'll tell you, I really thought she had it. I really she was did. So close. She like, she was like running the clock. She's like making them sweat. She, Twelve minutes pass before before she makes her first move. And then Bribs, he's got to be honorable and truthful to the to the code. <laughs> And he hunts her down and he's able to, to he tracks her down. He's able to get her right before she's right there. It was brutal. I felt awful for her. I felt terrible for Heather. Yeah. 
And she's wanted an exemption so badly this whole time. It's like a running through line of the season. She hasn't had one and she really, really wants one. And she gets so close, especially the second time. And she says at one point, you know, I think people were willing to try again because they didn't think I could do it. Yeah. So like that the risk level was low and they just earned the money. Um, although a number of people also say they're confident enough that they're not worried about two people having exemptions. When if you consider the fact that potentially neither of those people is the mole, that could be three people without exemption Mm -hmm. with exemptions, meaning you have a one in two chance of going home if that were to be the case. So that's an awful lot of confidence coming from a couple of players. Yeah. Uh, And there is like this, like, are they doing this because they don't have faith in Heather being able to do it? Like it's yeah. It's a lot of money. $50,000 in the pot in Uh, in one shot when they were so successful the first time. It's probably pretty hard to turn that down. It pays off. And they make $110,000 in a single day. Have you ever? I was like, yeah, it gets a little boring after a while. And I mean, it's worth noting that, you know, that's, it's, this is episode 10 and they're just under 500K. Yeah. So that means they've basically, they've, put 20% of their entire pot they earned in this one episode. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It is a little bit like production was like, all right, I feel bad for you guys. You need some money. It's so much money. Yeah. So much money. Um, And so we are still sans exception for Heather, but we are now plus $110,000. Uh, to the group pot. Uh, boys go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> like, we tired. Uh, they go to bed. Uh, Heather and Dorothy stay up talking strategy. Uh, so I like them as a pair. This is good. Um, uh, what else is going down? Oh, well, then they have dinner, and this is the thing Al, <laughs> Al for dinner eats an entire charcuterie plate to the face. So there you're looking at the table and he's sitting at the head and sitting in front of him. And it's not like it's there as part of the pass around, get a little bit of your salami and cheese and fruit and put it on your plate and then pass it to ribs. No, it's parked. It's parked right in front of him. And he's having charcuterie for dinner, just like a thick plate of charcuterie. That's the dream, honestly. I mean, it is baller beyond belief. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I went through a phase where that was all I ate. It's such a mood. It's such a mood. Charcuterie for dinner is a whole ass vibe. That was like summer 2012 for me. Incredible. Yeah, I just like bring home like fruit and cheese and crackers. I mean, that's all you need. It's and it's like you look back. There's like a lot of meat on that plate. Probably, like, yeah, like fine what? Italian salami. They're known for their like cured. It's meats one or of something. I right? oh, yeah. it's I one of those things where everyone sat down and they're ordering dinner and they're going around the table and some people are probably hemming and hawing like I don't know. I'll have this pasta dish. It sounds kind of good, but I also kind of want the salmon because I should be eating something a little healthier. And like, there's like a lot of deliberation. And then they get to Al. He's like, 
of the charcuterie plate. And everyone at the table just explodes like, whoa, like, ow, you're blowing my mind. You're di- you're, you mean like to split? It's like, no, for dinner. And he's like, I'm not paying for it. Somebody yeah. else is paying for yeah. it. This is on the production budget's time. Yeah. Plunk yeah. that down in front of me. Yeah, and I'll right have now. two desserts as well. Yeah, Bill has already ordered at this point. He's regretting his choices. He's looking down the table. I should order that. Uh <laughs> I want to I want to believe that like one of the women like looked Al dead in the face as they ordered some sort of eggplant dish. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you do have these in Italy, don't you? You heard of it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, I should have ordered that. Uh, yeah, so he's got the charcuterie plate to the head, and I was like, "Wow." Anyway, that's a food observation. It's a been a minute for you. It's been icon. a minute. Yeah. No, it, I can't. I can't do gold. it. I can't do it. I can't. Uh, it's bad. For, it's bad for so many reasons for me. But well, I, yeah. Uh, but I, I love to see it. I love to see it. <laughs> it's like the one thing I can take a child to a fancy restaurant and put charcuterie in front of him, and he'll eat it. The whole damn thing. Whole like, damn I'll, thing. I'll Those get the char- cold cuts. I'll get the yeah. charcuterie. Oh, it's you ham. want that for the table? No, I want it for me. It's amazing. <laughs> this Incredible. is this is the change I want to see in the world. Yeah, it's the right idea, right? Like we really mm-hmm. we really did peak with Lunchables. So why are we trying <laughs> to move away from that? Yeah, let's, I I'm, let's I'm here with it. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a vegetarian, I am a professional appetizer as as entree consumer. So apps, apps move, for dinner for is sure. an excellent move. Apps for dinner is an excellent move. I don't nearly uh, lean on often enough. It's, it's called tapas. Come on, uh, that's yeah. a thing. Uh, yeah. When you're when you're speaking Spanish in Italy, then you and it says you're speaking Italian, then you're having tapas yeah. for dinner. What is the closest thing to a tapa that I can get on this menu? Yeah. 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 I want the whole thing. But you want a massive plate. Yeah, it's it's tapas, but big. (laughs) Big tapas. Yeah. I I think that's what we call our restaurant when we open it. Big tapas. Big Big tapas. Big tapas. tapas. (laughs) I love it when you you call me big big tapas. No, no, no. Not big papas. Big tapas. I love that. I love that. It's brilliant. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Our Mole Patrol pizza restaurant, Big Tapas. It's coming together. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Bribs goes home. Yeah, Bribs. Bribs. Yeah, the like man I with st- the the man with the original mole exterminator. Yeah, yeah. Smelled smelled that for a while, but like really smelled it. La- I think last week I was like, he's just gone next week, right? Like I think I said something like that. I was like, over the like, there's two episodes next week. Bribs is not coming out of this. <laughs> uh, no way. No chance. Nope. Uh, too pure for this game. Uh, but he does leave that original mole killer behind. Uh, and my God, do not let that fall into Bill's hands. Uh, he's, it's, he's just going to use it to kill everybody, right? Yeah. yeah. Anderson, knife one. Anderson's like, you're a monster. <laughs> Anderson, Anderson's like, you murdered them. And Bill says, wasn't that the game? <laughs> so unsettling. Oh god. This is an angle that I had previously never considered and now it's like how did I ever watch this show without it? You liked it better when he was Charlie, didn't you? Mm, I don't it like was, it better when anybody is Charlie, it was, it including was, Charlie. 
It was safer when it was Charlie. It, it, well, not really for women or. <laughs> it was a different time back then. Now so we're doing. The like, game has changed. Annabelle Lecter. Yeah, uh, reinventing the way this game is played. Annabelle Lecter. Oh my god. Oh my god. Shut down the podcast. He's the mole. I'm convinced. I'm relocking it. Bill's the mole. I'm, I'm, no, I'm going to stay with Al, but I cannot wait. I can't wait. I cannot wait until Bill is revealed as the mole and he like perp walks out into the like the arena like they did last time and it's freaking Bill, that brick shit house just strutting out like, oh God. What's what's his entry music? What's his his entry music? I don't know. It's whatever the stupid Silence of the Lambs theme sounds like. (laughs) He comes out. He puts the lotion on the skin. It's going to be a nightmare. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. He plays uh, Goodbye Horses is his entry music. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Oh, Oh, man. Um, All right. Uh, So that's two episodes of The Mole. And now... We shall quiz. Unless we got feedback. Not really. Not okay. a ton. Just a lot of keep up the good work. We're really enjoying what you're yeah. doing here. Yeah. Well, we, got a couple of, we got a couple Thanks. of nice messages, which we always appreciate. Yep. We're glad you're out there having a good time. We're certainly having a good time. Clearly. Um, but it's <laughs> and we'll we'll keep having a good time on our own, even if you guys aren't. But yeah, it's it, nice to know that you're all having fun too. Yeah. We kind of do this for our own enjoyment, and the fact that other people also enjoy it is just kind of gravy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hundred percent. Co sign on all of that. It's the dessert after the charcuterie plate. Uh huh. Yeah. It's Abs- the two desserts. Dessert. Absent dessert. That's great. It's two desserts after the yeah. charcuterie plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll take the creme brulee and the chocolate lava cake. Thank you very much. Wow. Tiramisu. Tiramisu. Oh wow. yeah, they are in Italy. Wow. You're gonna order them both? Are you sharing? No. <laughs> I mean, wow. Wow. Productions wow. pay well, dude. And I'm getting, I'm burning the calories off playing their stupid trap. Are you leave, are you leaving any of it behind, or are you cleaning the plates? I might give somebody a bite, yeah, in exchange for some mole information. But uh, no, it's all for me. My God, so tasty. I mean, if somebody else is paying, and I know that they have money to burn, I understand. I understand the premise, oh, and I and I agree with it. Yes. <laughs> All right. So quiz right. time. Yes. Quiz time. All right. And the format of this week's quiz, I think, is going to be one that is familiar to you because um, this was actually Sarah Carradine's original idea. And then I sort of ran with it after a while. Um, so she had suggested that we talk a little bit about game shows. And so we're going to talk about some U.S. game shows that are particularly horrible. Okay. <laughs> and I don't going think, back to our roots here. Yeah, yeah like, going back to our roots for sure. Then we're going to talk about some international game shows that are also horrible, and then we're going to talk about things that happened on a classic game show. So that's that's your quiz this week. That's where we're okay. going with this. Okay. All right. So we're going to start off with we're going to start off with an easy one. This is familiar territory to you. Um, U.S. game shows. Three of these shows are real shows and one of them is a fake show. Okay. All right. So your first your first game show here, it's called Elevator, and it ran in 2015 on GSN. In this show from Blumhouse Productions, 
Each episode was based on a different mass murderer or urban legend. Teams of four contestants were taken into a haunted house where they would complete challenges based on that week's theme. And contestants would be grabbed, followed, and harassed in nearly oh. pitch black rooms. It's a yeah. real life hell house, Josh. It is. Poison the elevator. Poison the elevator. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, show number two, we've got The Chamber, which aired on 2002 on Fox. Literally a torture chamber. Contestants were strapped into the quote-unquote chamber, and as they attempted to answer trivia questions, the temperature would soar or plummet, the chair would shake, oxygen levels would reduce, or an air cannon would blast into their faces. The air cannon would be so disrespectful, I feel like. It it feels to me like this is just a more extreme version of those 4D movies that you go to, like at the zoo. <laughs> Where they like spray you with yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, Ooh, the snake is spitting at you. Spray water. And they, they do use an air cannon there, but it's like not right on your face. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Russian Roulette, this is 2002 on GSN. In this show, hosted by Antiques Roadshow's Mark Wahlberg, contestants would stand on a giant revolving cylinder. If they answered a question incorrectly, they pulled the lever, which sometimes opened a trapdoor beneath them. <laughs> and, where did they, and where did they go? Who knows? Away. They went away. Away. And finally... We have The Rack, which aired at 2007 on Fox. Contestants were bound to a literal rack and given a series of trivia questions. At the end of the round, they would be stretched incrementally according to the number of questions they'd missed. They were outfitted with a panic button that allowed them to tap out at any time. But if they could withstand the agony for two minutes, they won prizes. That cannot be real. Yeah, I. uh, that's not possible. Like this, like I, I know that we're gonna pulls your bones apart. Yeah, I know we're gonna, I know we're gonna pick this Zed, and then it's like, actually, that's real. You know, like is what's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, they're all pretty nightmarish, but I can't. But, but also, like at a certain point, Zed, doesn't one of these have to just like out, like obviously sound like so implausible that it, it just has to be. Like, if so, that's the rack, right? Yes, like, I agree. You know, uh, if that's ever gonna happen, it's the rack. Uh, because this is crazy. Like, th- you can't like stretch someone apart on TV. Yeah, making it hot or cold is not great. Like the the chamber one is is not great, but it's, elevators it's survivable. real. Elevators yeah. for sure real. I think yes. I I think I remember elevator. Uh, and Russian roulette sounds hysterical. Uh, it does. People is falling the, through a trapdoor is very funny to me. Is there is oh, there a, funny. Is there a show called Russian Roulette? Like, I don't know. Um, Was it called Russian Roulette or just Roulette? It was called Russian Roulette. Russian Roulette, yeah. But Um, the wreck? Why would it? Why? How? All right, let's find out that we're wrong, but let's pick the rack. Are you? Yeah? Yeah. Okay, we're picking the rack. Of course, there was no show about a rack. Okay. Oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> it's inappropriate. I mean, Russian calling a show Russian Roulette is already inappropriate. Yeah. But yeah, there there was no actual show about a rack. This is like this is my my favorite Survivor moment is uh, in Survivor Vanuatu when Jeff Probst is doing like the trivia quiz, and one of the questions is true or false. Some cultures drink a ceremonial cup of lava, and some people answer. <laughs> yeah. You so he went through, and 
And Jeff Probst just like dead ass looks in the camera like, if you drank lava, you would die. die. Yeah, you can't you can't do you can't do the rack. You like, can't we, pull people's no, bones apart. No, you like, not. like I know I know now, I know do anything to get on television. I know oh. we have covered some strange terrain here in the the quiz portions of Bowl Patrol. But the rack is is the one wow. that, believe it or not, is too far. Uh, yeah. We yeah. can't we can't stretch people apart on television. <laughs> you just can't do that. It's Clearly not a not. thing you can do. I feel like yeah, the uh, Geneva Convention probably outlawed it like you, centuries you, ago. You, can, you cannot pull a human apart by their arms and legs on television. <laughs> you can't do it anywhere. Yeah, not off television but either, you, just to be you, clear. You for sure cannot do that on TV. Yeah, Even um, like web TV. <laughs> so Fox, if you're thinking about picking up these fake ideas, don't pick that one up. It's uh, it's not nice. It's, it's not a okay. starter. Yeah, the Geneva Convention says no. Uh, underreported in all Ooh. of this, uh, this hubbub. Uh, Said we just got a point. We got a point. Very nice. Yeah. I, I finally wrote something so implausible that even you could get it. Well, correct. that's what we were saying. We're like, yeah. like eventually, like, so, like something uh, is no just way. like so obviously wrong yeah. that like we have to pick it. Like I know we've been through hell and back with some of these before, but elevators like, and back. Yeah. But this is this is like what you're describing is uh, a, an imprisonable offense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Even if you sign a waiver, I feel like you could still prosecute. You can't. That. Yeah, they're going to jail. Yep. Yeah. I don't think you can sign a waiver that says you can do illegal activities to me. Uh, you Probably can pull not. my body apart. Oh, God. Uh, okay. Okay, so let's talk about some international game shows. Uh, and Game shows is used kind of loosely here, but um, okay. So here we have Space Cadets. This is a series that aired in 2005 in the UK. Twelve contestants were recruited for what they were told is the UK's first experiment in space tourism. They were sent to a Russian cosmonaut training camp, which was really a decommissioned Air Force base in Suffolk, and made to believe that they were being prepared to go into low Earth orbit for five days as they were subjected to increasingly bizarre and surreal tests, culminating in boarding a module that was actually a sophisticated simulator. The project cost five million pounds to make. That's so, so mean. (laughs) That's so exceptionally mean. Would you rather go on the rack? No, the rack is like, obviously like you're trying to kill a person, but like, this is like really cruel. It's like, Hey, we've selected you to go to space. This is like, this is like, uh, this is like Charlie bucket, like, uh, like getting like the golden ticket. And then it's like, he goes to the factory and only to find out that he's in like the slugworth one. And it's not real. Like that's like what this would be like. Not, mm-hmm. not. This is not a kind thing to do. This is like a. Nobody this, said it was. This yeah. is like this is like a psychology experiment. This isn't a reality TV show. I mean, this is the same universe in which we have. Um, what happens? The what Joe happens? Schmo show, a social experiment on television. What no way. What happens? what happens at the end? What happens? Do they they they, they exit the module into a soundstage? And they say, surprise, you didn't go yeah. to school. 
space. Surprised you didn't go to space. This is like Nathan Fielder's haunted house on Nathan for you. If you haven't <laughs> yeah, seen that one, much. Yeah. where he like, I'm going to make your haunted house really scary, and he makes the people who go through the haunted house think that they've contracted a disease and that they're going to die, and they have to go to the hospital, and then there's right. traffic, and then they let them out of the ambulance, and surprise, that's the house. Like you can't do this. This isn't yeah. nice. Do you want to hear the other things that people have done to them? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, next up we have Cake Wheel, which aired in 2010 in the Netherlands. I mean, it had a Dutch name, but um, yeah. Contestants answered trivia questions and spun a wheel to determine how many bites of cake they must eat before competing in a variety of physical challenges. <laughs> <laughs> it gets Incredible. better. It gets better. Some of the cake was normal pound cake. But some was laced with Amsterdam's finest THC. Either way, consuming the cake affected their performance. Oh, that's also not nice. <laughs> Do they know it's a risk? Yes, they know it's a risk. Okay, okay, okay. Then that's nicer. That's nicer. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then we have... Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so then we have uh, Don't Scare the Hair, which is from the UK also from 2011. Contestants solved puzzles, competed, completed physical challenges, and performed memory tasks. Completing the tasks successfully earned points in the form of plastic carrots, but messing up resulted in scaring the hare, a large robotic rabbit with creepy animated eyes. Oh, man. Okay. I believe him. And finally, we have the very worst driver of the Netherlands, which aired (laughs) in 2011. And again, it had a Dutch name. Sure. Yeah. Contestants competed in racing challenges and obstacle courses in an effort to avoid being named the country's worst driver. Iterations of this program have aired in 17 countries, but the Netherlands version was particularly notable because in the finale, a contestant lost control of their car and plowed into the host and a cameraman. Oh! Oh, no. Wow. That's not nice either. That's bad. That's pretty bad. bad. What was the, read the first one again. Uh, Space Cadets. I'd like to just okay. hear that again. <laughs> Twelve contestants were recruited for what they were told was the UK's first experiment in space tourism. They were sent to a fake Russian cosmonaut training camp, which was really a decommissioned Air Force base in Suffolk, and made to believe that they were being prepared to go into low Earth orbit for five days, as they were subjected to increasingly bizarre and surreal tests culminating in boarding a module that was actually a sophisticated simulator. Where and when did this air? 2005 in the UK. I don't think so. We're like just barely on the brink of space tourism now. I feel like this is a no. Personally. Yeah. And and extremely expensive. It's <laughs> as so you, as you pointed out. It's yes. so expensive. That's so expensive. Um I want desperately to believe in cake wheel um <laughs> yeah i think that's real i really want to believe in that i think that the like the 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 robot bunny seems like a legitimate thing um but also i'll laugh really hard at the idea of uh jess and sarah having invented a uh giant robot uh bunny <laughs> and earning plastic carrots yeah that's yeah the earning plastic carrots is a really lovely touch if you guys wrote this uh <laughs> and that will be my favorite part um and then this last one ends on such a dark note that i feel like that's a real fact mm-hmm. 
I would I would say Space Cadets personally, but Zed, yeah. I, I don't want to yeah. overrule it. No, I think that logic is right. And our okay. logic actually worked for once today. So, I mean, your logic did not fail you on the first one, but I'm I'm afraid to tell you that it, you are wow. incorrect. Space Cadets is real. I want to watch that. Me too. That's like there's like how like Truman Show vibes. Like that's yeah. so mean at the end. Anyway, well, there's a couple of them. There's a This American Life story about this guy that got like locked in an locked in an apartment and could only survive on things that he won in contests. Or that was in Japan, of course. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, like the house falls away and he's on a soundstage. And then they fly him home to his native Korea. And then to to get back, he has to do the thing all over again. Oof. I got to yeah. find that again. I got to listen to that because I think I'm getting some things wrong. But so anyway, which, which one was the fake? Cake wheel. That's fake. Cake wheel. I made Aww. that up. Cake wheel is great. Cake wheel is great. Good job. I, I was also late to start this podcast because I was watching clips from Don't Scare the Hair. <laughs> that's amazing. Because, that's uh, incredible. Yeah. Uh, Sue Perkins from the Great British Bake Off did all the color commentary on the challenges, which is pretty great. Uh, I love I love uh, I love the concept for it, but I'm 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 a little disappointed that Cake Wheel is gone. Yeah. Well, somebody <laughs> that's that's a freebie and it's we could real, make this. Yeah, it's a that's very, a fun idea. It's a very yeah. good idea. Uh, we have uh, the live Mole Patrol meetup. Should we play Cake Wheel? <laughs> we have to make up some challenges. It sounded like in Luca, Jess, you were on the verge of ordering Cake Wheel dinner. A tiramisu and the yeah. lava cake for dinner. I mean, I would. Yeah, spin the Cake Wheel. What's for dinner? That's the I, tagline. What's I mean, for dinner? In these troubled times, I feel like every night is Cake Wheel at my house. I love it. Um, all in right. these troubled times, yes. every night is everyone yes. needs. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to bring us home tonight with um, a passion project of mine. Uh, one of, I think, I think everybody's favorite program here. Um, the Price is Right. Okay. If you were ever homesick as a kid, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. The Price is Right is a classic game show. And weirdly enough, this is all stuff that's happened pretty much in the last ten years. So. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not even going to the Bob Barker era for all this weird stuff. Wow. Yeah. So here we go. We're going to start with uh, 2012. To kick off their first ever Celebrity Week, The Price is Right welcomed a guest host Snoop Dogg to play alongside the contestants, providing moral support. Snoop, a lifelong fan of the show, turned out to be something of a Price is Right savant. Thanks to his coaching, five of six contestants won huge prizes in their games, and the sixth ended up winning the showcase, all while Snoop beamed like a kid in a candy store. How long was he there for? The whole episode. Okay. I want that to be true. I I fully believe it. Uh, Snoop contains multitudes. Like the whole, pretty much anything you tell me about Snoop Dogg, I think. Like the whole, like the like the like his friendship with Martha Stewart and like his partnership with her and stuff. Like I've uh, Snoop going on prices right and doing all this. Like I buy it for sure. A great contestant for Cake Wheel. Awesome. Indeed. Great, oh my God. Yeah. Let's Snoop get Snoop would, on Cake Wheel. The king would, of Cake Wheel. Snoop would Snoop kill Dog. it on Cake Wheel. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I'm into that. All right. So our next one, uh, 2019, this happened. When announcer George Gray called for one contestant to come on down, nobody answered the call. After a moment, it was determined that the woman had taken a bathroom break at the worst possible time. 
The audience chanted her name until she finally reemerged, at which point host Drew Carey quipped, I'd shake your hand, but that's all right. Oh. <laughs> Vicious. Uncalled for. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. You guys couldn't have waited five minutes. You had to start the show then and there. And you had to air that. You couldn't you didn't have, ed- have to air. You it. couldn't you didn't you couldn't edit around. <laughs> That's also mean. Yeah, yep. I mean they don't it's not live. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. So 2015, to introduce a prize package that included a treadmill, George Gray thought it would be funny to do the spiel while running backward on said treadmill. As soon as he finished the first sentence, he slipped and fell on his ass, smacking his head on the treadmill as he went down. He Ooh. didn't miss a beat, but he did finish reading the pitch while sitting on the floor in front of the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. It's very talented. I mean, multi-talented George Gray. I mean, he's no Rod Roddy, but he's pretty good. All right. And finally, in 2011, a contestant was so excited to play Plinko that as she went to place her first chip, it flew out of her hand, bounced out of the board, rolled off the stage and wound up wedged under a chair in the audience. Filming had to be stopped for 20 minutes while the crew retrieved the ship and reset the board. 20 minutes. Wow. Yeah, I, I buy that. Um, I don't know. Uh, any one of these could could be real. I have no leads here, Zed. I don't know if you've got any strong thoughts. I believe the bathroom break is real. Yeah. Um, and then we have the treadmill, we have the Plinko chip, and, and Snoop. oh, and Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Oh, man. 2012 Snoop Dogg, is he doing this kind of stuff? I think so. Uh, who knows? He could be doing anything at any time. <laughs> He is doing more of this stuff now, I feel like, but is he starting to like careen towards these kinds of hijinks? I'm going to, I'm, 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 st- I'll stay with Snoop. Mm-hmm. So then it would be Plinko or the treadmill. Yeah. I'm inclined to say the treadmill, but I don't, I don't know. It just gut? Yeah, just gut. I got nothing better. I'm fine to 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 run on the treadmill with you. It's words oh. that I would never say in any other context. <laughs> so we're running with that. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. All right. Well, you're incorrect. It is Plinko that is the fake one. Yeah. And I I want to say I have a lot of I have a lot of prices right trivia. I'm very excited to tell you all about it. There was one that I didn't use here because we had already used the very worst driver of the Netherlands. There's one where one of the spokesmodels is driving a car out to showcase it and she hits the clutch instead of the brake and crashes into the side of the set. Oh. Oh no. I mean, she's going like 3 miles an hour, so it's a very yeah. slow, but still. Um the bathroom break thing has happened not just once, but multiple I'm sure, times. I'm sure people get nervous. Yeah, I, and I I thought it was weird. Like when I've been to tapings of TV shows, they don't let you get up and go to the bathroom at any random time. So I thought that was weird. But apparently, yeah. Price is right. They're a little more humane. Yeah, I guess it's all old people. You have to let them. I don't know. Are they humane or are they setting you up for a bit so they can embarrass you in front of America? So are you saying that if you want to be called to come on down, you get up and pretend you're taking an embarrassing bathroom break? Maybe. Is that the play? Maybe. Yeah, it's like you do at a restaurant when you're waiting for your food to come. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back in the day when we went to restaurants. I remember, I remember that. I remember. 
Um, yeah, right, and well, finally, one. That was yeah, good. you got one. Also, I wish that you could still watch the Snoop show online because it is maybe Ugh. my second favorite piece of television content of all time. Wow. Uh, yeah. Is uh, it is it your favorite compared to whatever the hell is coming the next time the Mole Patrol gets together? Because I'm. I smell it in the air, whatever this it's is. coming. I've been like sitting here twitching for three months waiting for this to come up. Everybody has been cool. Everybody continue to be cool. Do not think you are cleverer than you are. We are close. Do not at me about whatever is coming next on the mole. I don't know. I already feel like I know more <laughs> than I'd like to. Uh, everyone just can it. You know, yeah. Don't Be take cool. this away from Josh, and don't take this away from us experiencing Josh experiencing. This. I I have discipline here. I'm not looking around. I'm not watching ahead. I'm going week to week. I'm I've got the mutes. I've got the filters. I've kept it tight. Yeah, the don't. world the world is terrible. Let me have this, and then you will have it too. It'll be great for everyone. Exactly. Just, just be cool. Act in your own self-interest, which I know is a hard thing for a lot of people to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. uh, well, we'll be back. In, it's going to be two weeks. We're taking next week off, so you do have to wait a minute. Um, but then the patrol gets back together. We will get into the final four episode of The Mole Season 2. Uh, and then I believe the week after that, we will do uh, the final two episodes of the mole season two as one shot uh, since it's going to be the final three and then the reveal in the next episode, we'll just do it all in one go. Um, so two more recap weeks still to come plus some hijinks on the other side of that. So mobile troll still in it. We're not quite done yet. Um, all right. Well, that's going to start the process of wrapping up. Send your, your feedback in mobile patrol at Rob has a website.com. Um, Jess, what do you got going on? Give them plugs. Oh, I'm the busiest person. I am not, though, because Josh probably did eight podcasts today. Um, but I'm doing a podcast every night and through Wednesday, and that feels like a lot of podcasts. So <laughs> we got this going on tomorrow night, and we're going to get together and talk about The Walking Dead, which um, I have a lot of opinions on this latest episode that aired. So that will be very fun. Chappelle, AJ Mass, hopefully also Josh Wiggler will be there. Not this week, but I am coming uh, next it, week because you're going to be gone. Yes. And then I'll be on the week after that for sure. Uh, but no, I can't make Someday it Someday we'll be together, man. We will be together again. <laughs> yes. And then um, we have a project coming up just for the Post Show Recaps patrons. Uh, Grace Leader and I are going to be watching a couple of James Bond movies because James Bond ah. is coming out with another movie again. James Bond is a person. I love that insinuation yeah. that James Bond's like, ah. <laughs> James Bond himself is yeah. James Bond I love, himself. I love that. James Bond's like, ah, man, it has been a minute since I've done one of these, huh? I guess I'll make another one. I guess, I'll, and this is definitely what James Bond sounds like and talks like. So he's like, yes. ah, man, ah, oh, God. All right. I guess I should probably, I guess hmm. I should do another one of these James Bond movies, huh? That's what they like. David, my, my name's right on it. I mean, I, <laughs> just like Prince Money, I should do it. Anyway, um, we polled the listeners, we polled the patrons of Post Show Recaps to see which which, which movie we should kick off with. And unsurprisingly, out of the Connery Bonds, anybody want to guess which one we're going to be watching? 
I I think I voted for Doctor No. Is where I voted. Uh, well, the the public overwhelmingly chose Goldfinger. Okay, which I knew they would. Yeah. Um, and that's it's a good one. We're gonna have fun watching that, and then we're gonna we're gonna be recording a podcast recap of that exclusively for the Posher Recaps patrons. And then eventually, after we've watched a few of these, after we've pulled the audience and gotten some had some real feedback, figured out, like gotten our sea legs under us, we may be taking it to the main stage. Yeah. So we are going to be uh have we come up with a name for this yet? Yeah. Still workshopping it. Yeah, I liked Jess's suggestion from PSR with love, I think is cute. <laughs> I like that a lot. But either way, yeah, it's a post-show recaps, patron exclusive, some James Bond coverage from Jess and Grace Leader. Uh, a really great hook that, Jess, you've seen a lot of Bond. I believe Grace has seen like none, right? That's right. Uh, it's, it's similar to this, but with we love this. James Bond. It's a great we, format. It's a great format. It's always really fun uh, to to like uh, be on the voyage of someone's discovery. I think is like a really fun uh, podcast hook. So uh, <laughs> if that like if you're a big Bond person, this should be up your alley. If you're not, but you love the people who are talking about Bond, it should be definitely up your alley. So uh, give that a listen. Patreon.com slash post show recaps. That's where those podcasts will September live. 1st is a great time to sign up. It is. That's a good point. Uh, start of the month and uh, the one year anniversary of the post show recaps patron program is on its way here very, very, very soon in October. So you want to oh. get in ahead of that and be part of the party before that. That would be great. We'd love to have you come swing on by. Um, Brooklyn Zed, what do you got going on, my friend? Uh, mostly hanging out with you, which is hard. a delight. Um, <laughs> not a delight is playing Final Fantasy VII Remake on hard mode. Um, but we are just about done with that journey. We're still talking about Final Fantasy VII a little more over on the Final Fantasy recap podcast on Posha Recaps. Um, some days and eventually on Tuesdays, once again, I play role-playing games at twitch.tv slash Philly. Sunday, we play Kings of Neon. It's our City of Mist game at 6 p.m. Eastern. Tuesdays, I think tomorrow you'll catch, or today, as this is dropping, you'll catch Josh in Dragonfly, D&D in Space. Um, and last week, I was on a different D&D stream. Uh, I played Total Party Knockout uh, over with Sabotage the DM, our, our friends across the pond in the UK. Uh, you can check them out, twitch.tv slash Sabotage the DM. Uh, we had a lot of fun last week, and that's that's basically what I'm up to. You can hang out with me on Twitter, where I have video game-induced mental breakdowns. It'll happen. Uh, and today I posted some cool pictures of some fighting that I did last weekend. So check that out. That's, Ooh, that's what I'm doing. That's what I I'm haven't doing. seen that yet. I'll go check that out. Um, you will not find any cool pictures of fighting on my Twitter, but I am <laughs> at Round Howard. Do not at me about the mole, but please do at me about the grape stomping lady. Uh, <laughs> we will be back not next week, but two weeks from now to talk about the next episode of the mole. It's here. Almost here. Get hyped. The moment you've all been waiting for. We'll be back. Take care, everybody. Bye.
It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.